0: everyone and welcome to the core collective podcast i'm your host ryan with my co-host eric how you doing today man i'm doing great ryan how are you doing today <laughs> for, anyone wondering why I'm laughing, how doing. for anyone wondering why i'm laughing we've been trying to do this for like three takes now and i keep fucking it up because i can't stop laughing i'm doing great i'm really excited to record the first episode of this awesome podcast that we got here and joining us today on our first episode is also brandon who a lot of people might be familiar with in our "It Just Works" podcast, but Brandon, how you doing, today man?
1: Hey, Ryan. Hey, Eric. I'm doing great, dude. Um, happy to uh, go on this musical
2: adventure with y'all. Wouldn't have it any other way, Brandon. Thank you for being here.
0: <laughs> it's gonna be I quite the it. adventure. Um, pretty excited to learn about more of your history with music. I mean, obviously, me and Eric kind of share the same because I know everything because of him and my brother. Mm-hmm. But you, I don't think we've ever like kind of like sat down and talked about it necessarily, and um. I guess before we start the show, right before we get uh, dive deep into it, we should probably talk about uh, what's his name again. <laughs> oh my gosh, Taylor Hawkins, the drummer for Foo Fighters, I died said, about he, thirty he,
2: minutes ago. It was released. Yeah, um, he was so. the age of fifty. So, R.I.P. to him.
0: Yes, uh, what a what a crazy way. To, what a crazy way to start the first episode. Uh, legendary drummer, very very well known in the rock industry, and obviously Foo Fighters is a very good band um yeah so that's unfortunate so rest in peace to him thank you for all his hard work uh he's just an extremely talented drummer and foo fighters is a band that you know we all love which is really
2: weird because they just put out well i don't think he was drumming on that but they have like this death metal movie scary horror movie coming out yeah they just came they just put out like an ep called dream by dream widow who's like a knockoff of the foo fighters but it's actually not bad
0: it's like metal it's actually oh, okay. pretty good. I don't know if he drummed on it though. Interesting. Yeah. So now that we got that out of the way, because unfortunately that like Eric just said, then just just news just broke out before we hit record. Uh, we kind of wanted to dive into our history with music and why we love music so much. Um, you know, music's just been such an important part of our lives. Whether it's MTV, Headbangers Ball, you know, TRL, or yeah. I'm sorry, uh, VH1, it's a TRL, Uh, VH1, just all, you know, watching the music videos growing up, you know, seeing like, you know, for me, the music video I can always think about is like, uh, um, somewhere I belong by like Linkin Park, you'd see like the music, or I'm sorry, you'd see how they made it, right? And then they would watch the music video. Yeah, it was called making the video. Oh, is that what it's called? Sorry, it's been such a long time. But you know, growing up with that kind of stuff, I remember seeing like Korn's music videos back in the day or Tool, Mudvayne. Just all these legendary bands, Edema, you know, personal personal favorite of mine. Um, you know, just just growing up with all those bands, Deftone, Chevelle, just so many. And then obviously having two older brothers to show you the ropes and uh, introduce you to all the music that they're finding out about. It was just crazy, whether it be video games, movies. Uh, it's just music's been obviously one of my favorite parts of the entertainment industry. Um, it really can make or break a certain medium. So that's pretty much where I'm at with music. I just always listen to stuff constantly and some albums would grab me and I would just have them on repeat with my CD player back in the day. Um, and there's a lot of nights in middle school just listening to Meteora. So it's actually kind of funny. Um, but Brandon, like I said, before we started hitting, before we hit record, I actually don't know your history very well. So like, where did music uh, play like an important role in your life growing up?
1: Well, honestly, um, you know, music's always been around. You know, it's just it's just such a constant thing. Like, it's it goes back to listening to like boy bands with my sister. You know, because you because like you, Eric's your older siblings, so he showed you like music. So of course you want to be like your older siblings, and you're like, oh, whatever they're listening to, I want to listen to. So, like the popular stuff on you know the Kiss FM uh, started there. Listening to Pink Floyd with my dad while we would be like driving to his work um yeah just uh just all throughout my life exposed to music and uh they really appreciate it and then i kind of started getting my own agency around the same time as like mtv came about lincoln park was a big um was a big favorite of mine growing up and seeing the music video for um
0: oh my god i forgot the name of the song was it the points of authority on with the, the one with the video <laughs> the, the song of the video. I mean, in the uh, in the end, the crawling. In the end,
1: yeah, crawling. All those.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah watching mean,
1: those, it. getting forward. Dude, I'm fucking up. I'm so sorry.
0: No, you're good. Just we cut each other off. Um. So yeah, growing up with those, and you know, listening to Lincoln Park. What else did you have to add to that? Yeah,
1: uh, a lot of emo music. In fact, my top fives are going to be primarily early 2000s emo. So that was. Yeah, that was the culmination of just like constant music playing all the time. iPod on repeat.
0: Just. Yeah, I'm glad I'm not alone. There's a lot of music I listen to on repeat, even to this day. Like if a certain single like comes out, that's really good. I fucking like Carbonized just came out from Northland. I think I've already listened to it like 40 times. It's pretty stupid. Uh, Eric, um, being the one who basically showed me most of the bands that we listen to today till this day, you know, what was it like? you know, with Chris, our oldest brother, like, did you guys really show each other a lot of music or was it our dad, you know, listening to classic rock when it was on the radio? Um, but where did your like music really come into your life? You're like, this is, this is what I love. Like, this is it for sure.
2: Um, you have to go back to 1988, September 9th, when I was born and the day that that happened no i'm just kidding um <laughs> i'm just kidding um no i mean it was a weird it was really weird because i remember mom and dad listening to music um pretty ritually mom used to listen to like the pop and like new wave stuff early 90s because it was still coming from you know full circle and full force from the 80s and then she kind of changed into country and i don't to be honest i fucking hate country i don't know why um country sucks. yeah i just don't like it and um you know, to each his own. Um, but, uh, dad used to listen to, you know, classic rock, hair metal, um, that those kind of, you know, Metallica was in there. Not that I knew who it was and kind of at that time, early nineties, you know, it was more grungy, um, stuff, you know, Bush and Nirvana and I mean all that stuff, right. Soundgarden. And then like, I just remember listening them always having the radio on. And then at some point it just like changed, and I don't remember, I don't know if maybe I just got old enough or older that I didn't care. Maybe I was on a Game Boy or something that I just don't remember. And then I remember, like, there was like a time period when there was like no music or I wasn't into it or whatever. But what really got me going was like MTV's TRL. Like, that's where it started with Chris. We used to go over to Nana's after school and we'd watch that. I mean, it, it was everything from, you know, Corn, limbiskit to Backstreet Boys, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera. Not that that, not that I was listening to that, but, you know, it was like a, the top 10 countdown every day, so we would always check it out, and those were in there, you know, and then whatever else, you know, hip-hop or rap or whatever. And that's kind of how um, that got going as far as, like, music. And the first, you know, music that I really got into, it was, like, me and Chris getting into it. We for for a good amount of a couple of years we really were like, you know, Corn, limb biscuit, you know. And then there was like Adema, Mudman, uh, Lincoln Park came in there pretty quickly. Powerman Five Thousand, a little bit of Rob Zombie, you know, Deftones for sure. And there were so many bands at that time, but you know, the mainstays were for sure Corn. And it wasn't until Chris actually hit high school and um, he was probably played a really big part in you know because he, he used to get pissed off. <laughs> He'd get pissed off at me because i'd take his cds but he had all the random like good cds i'm like what the fuck is this yeah Who the fuck is zeo who's who's winter solistice i remember like taking all these bands who's bleeding through Like, what the fuck is this and i'm like so we would just you know i would check those bands out i'd have to put them back you know before he got home and all that stuff but it really when he got into high school he was the one bringing home the cds and stuff and and then once i got into high school um you know, that's when my start, my, my friends and stuff started kind of, we were burning CDs and I'll never forget. And I told Ryan this before I had this, my friend burned me a CD and I, I didn't even know who the hell it was, but I, I loved it. Didn't know who it was. He didn't write on it. And I couldn't remember, but I had it. It was a blue disc. So I always thought it was really cool and um, just jam it, jam it, jam it. And then um, down the road later, um, I actually had the CD It was thrice's identity crisis. And then when it clicked, I was like, Oh shit, like that's that blue. So I still had it. I don't have it anymore, but just little things like that that my friends and, and then Chris obviously kind of um, were the ones to kind of get me going on that, you know? Um, so that's kind of like where it started. And then it just progressively was like, I need something heavier. I need something heavier. I need something heavier and then in that in the interim there was i don't know what year i have to look it up right now but um headbangers ball came back with jamie josta that was a game changer because you know mtv2 was around and they, they played they played really cool stuff um pretty much all the time you know that i found thursday i found Taking back sunday i Ubus found Tank, um i found in there. yeah incubus was still pretty big at that point I'm talking about like these, these other bands that are huge now under oath, you know, they highlighted and spotlighted a lot of bands like that on MTV 2 Um, Mm. like, like once on the hour, the top of the hour, they would play their music video. I remember. Um, and that was really cool. So MTV two and MTV hangers ball, uh, headbangers ball was really like pivotal points in like trying to find different stuff. So that's kind of where I start. I mean, where I really got the, the, uh, the music that I listen to now, you know, because a lot of those bands are still around. So that's pretty much my
0: story. Well, I would say with like, you know, Headbanger's Ball, there's two bands specifically that really changed the course of like the the music we listen to, at least for me specifically with seventh grade. Um probably I think it was like sixth grade summer going into seventh grade because I remember you or someone else getting me the jacket for Christmas. But you know, Triviums, Ascendancy really really got me into heavy music in a way that i didn't think was like i didn't even know this like music existed like sure we've heard metallica and you know pantera you know those those bands from back in the day sure they're still heavy for their time but like there's something about trivium that like really blew up in my opinion like just the creativity in my imagination of like what these bands can do and then you know kill switch is i mean it's fucking kill switch man we had the resident evil movie come out oh you no know?
1: Dude, yeah, the absolute banger featured on the Resident Evil soundtrack.
2: Yeah, yeah. And then I'm just looking it up, you know, Headbangers Ball was the first one. So there was one before, but we never watched it. So I'm talking, this is solely Jamie Josta's era. And that was um, May 2003. And I do remember, like, I remember um, Mastodon. I can't remember the song now, but I remember hearing Mastodon for the first time kill switch engage um probably demon hunter because triptych came out in 2004 Demon hunter um i mean th- there was just so many bands Pretty that sure it was 2004 that um were on that that just really got me going i mean my last serenade it- itself was the music video was something different but the heaviness with the melodic parts was just 2005 insane to me at the time uh um, i think you know but,
1: yeah, I think that's a great thing about like heavy music is they have like these like
0: well they have the melodic parts that melodic really and like ethereal
1: them. yeah aspects to it to break up that heaviness is it's fantastic.
0: I mean yeah, my last There's serenade the- is like one Go of the ahead. most singable songs, I think, in the industry, right? I mean
2: <laughs> yeah, I literally just saw Kill Switch three or four weeks ago with Chris finally after two years of COVID delay. You know, we finally got to see him in Riverside. So yeah, and they played My Last serenade, My last serenade and <laughs> I mean everybody's singing that song you know what i mean so it's really it's really cool and then it's nice that you you know it's cool you bring up trivium because trivium is this fucking huge band right now but we saw him i saw him in a room the size of this room i'm in in uh, shout out to showcase theater and corona everybody uh everybody that went there i missed that spot but we saw him there chris and i and met um matt heafy because he's just walking through the crowd and um, i mean that was just crazy too the the amount of bands that actually we saw there before they were like big but i mean trivium's huge now you know what i mean so there's a lot of really cool uh, venues in the area too that we were, we've all gone to i think for the most part i don't know if you guys have ever been to showcase but it might be a little bit after your time it sounds, it sounds like my sister went to showcase
0: oh i'm sure she did she's yeah. about my age a little older right i was a uh, yeah just about i was a chicken shit I was too scared to go. But one of the last shows that I remember you guys going to, because it was the one I could have went to, was um, Azaleigh Dying, headlining with uh, Still Remains, Destroy the Runner, and I believe Black Dahlia Murder, or Casey Strain one of those guys. And you were you like told me the stories, like i missed the war or something. It was like, because you told me that Still Remains Open with The Serpent and just went fucking ham. And then, of course, Azaleigh Dying is one of the most, oh, I mean, just a fucking crazy band. I think an Ocean Between Us literally just came out when yeah, that I think concert so. happened so an ocean between us is one of their best records so you know i'm sure that opening was pretty crazy too unfortunately i did miss the showcase days but i mean you guys saw everyone there i mean everyone yeah, started I mean, there man very was even there.
2: parkway was there
0: with killing it with a
2: smile and that had just got released in the uh, u.s on epitaph Jesus, <sighs> dude and that was amazing too so there's been a lot of bands on there, you know, um, Bleeding Through, Buried Dead, uh, Trivium, Parkway, Terror. Um, I mean, dude, just so many bands. And at the time, you know, you didn't really think you didn't really think about it. But now, I mean, it's just kind of crazy who we actually were able to see. Um, so, yeah. plus we have, you know, Chain Reaction and Glass House, which are staples of the yeah. fucking IELA area.
0: I fucking yeah. love fucking chain, House. dude chain yeah
1: kate and glass house were like the primary
0: venues yeah dude yeah i mean if someone's at glass glass house you gotta go um Mm -hmm. so brandon before we move on to like a couple headlines that eric may have is there anything else about like your history maybe through you know our middle school or high school that like really amplified your love for music you know kind of like eric was just talking about because he's basically talking about his high school days and Mm -hmm. um, just any other band that you'd probably like to call out that like really um, that you fell in love with yeah
1: i mean like i said music has been around my whole life but mainly um, after uh, my parents split i got really into music because like you'd hear the emotion in emo songs and you like kind of relate to that <laughs> and i got really super sad boy like emo bands like census fail uh, taking back sunday uh brand new um finch back in the day fuck <laughs> love, say hello to sunshine thursday i just really connected with those um and uh well, fit, fit for being sad dude and then high school came about and that's when we had like the 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 bands pop up like um i was kind of like a scene kid so like all the scene and and um like attack attack a day uh, remember,
0: remember dance gavin dance sleeping with Sirens, Prada. icy stars just just a ridiculous abandon all ships shit amorosa abandon all ships, all shi- abandon all ships. <laughs> you guys remember planes crash yeah yeah the guy used to live around the corner from us that's right the singer uh, and then we have no bragging rights another riverside band who i i mm. really do adore yeah well that was the other thing too dude that was another thing about
2: where suicide, we were silence. At, suicide silence suicide um, silence um yeah. doom was down the street you know they were from riverside they went to school with my ex-girlfriend one of my exes oh yeah yeah, yeah. Um, Shout out to the Beltrans (laughs) Shout out to Alexis Um, You know, Penny Dooms, Suicide Silence, Planes Crash Mantis, Mantis was huge Well, they were pretty big Um, They were on that TV show on MTV um, The OzFest one And, you know um, So we had a good amount of bands in the area That kind of everybody listened to And that kind of was another thing On top of all the venues And and, uh, everything surrounding us That I think You know, we were in a really good area, even with the OC hardcore stuff, you know, when we got a little older, um, you know, so there's just a lot of just everywhere. I mean, and and again, we have really great venues that are two hours or less from us, you know, even with San Diego Selma and House of Blues and Forum. And I mean, just so many. So we're we're actually really lucky to be where we are.
0: Yeah, I I would say that you really hit that on the head it's like i feel like where we grew up was like you know the inland empire and you know la county and orange county like all of us really just like we're like the pinnacle of this part of the scene i mean everyone was there man i mean you had ghosts inside it stick to your guns i mean just uh, of mice and men you know they came out they fucking man they took the scene by storm at the time i mean they're still very very popular um just just so many talented bands and yeah we were, we we're very lucky because we got to see all of their shows. I mean the amount of shows we went to like I have the poster right here I cannot wait to talk about my first concert because it's probably one of my favorites till this day um, but before we jump into that Eric do you have a couple headlines from shout out to the PRP one of the best resources. Yeah I've been looking scene.
2: at the PRC, PRP since I was in high school so a uh, long time long long time. Thank you Ryan fuck he's funny um, <laughs> No, I mean, uh, a couple of cool things. August Burns Red signs the Shark Tone to work on their newest record, which is going to be great. by um, their sixth record now? Or ninth six? record. Mm-hmm. Uh, ninth. Damn.
1: Yeah, they've had skin in the game for a very long time. Yeah, yeah. a long time. Yeah. So that's yeah. pretty
2: cool. I mean, on top of the sad news about Taylor Hawkins, which still sucks. Yeah. Rest um, in peace. Rest in peace. A yeah. uh, couple things with Furnace Fest. When People come in, long, um, I'll cry. Yeah. You know, Mastodon, Thrice, In Flames, a couple more bands uh, announced for Furnace Fest out in Birmingham, Alabama. Um, there was something that I Well, I mean, Alexis on about. Fire
0: has a new record coming out. Their first one in, what, 12 years? Yeah, I
2: believe so, 11, 12 years.
0: Yeah, so I'm, I'm really excited for that. I still think their last EP, it's not full length, but Dog's Blood was ridiculously good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a,
2: a lot of the... I guess there's not too many, like, quote unquote headlines. Um, there was a good amount of songs uh, that came out, bands on oh, this tour, as it lay dying, Light Chapel, Shadow of Intent, and Brand of Sacrifice tour rumored. That's not bad. That's heavy.
0: Well, I mean, I'll ask Brandon real quick. Did you have a chance to listen to those Scary Kids, Scaring Kids songs, the new ones? I unfortunately did
1: not. Okay. The uh, the only new song that came out this week I checked out was uh, Synergy by Dance, Cabin, Dance.
2: Oh, I forgot to check it out. Yeah, Yeah, that came out. That was actually pretty good. Why is it good, in your opinion? Well, I I was going to go back because we were talking about doing this and how we were going to do maybe the next couple. And I thought um, DGD kind of doing a little debate about um, Dance Gavin Dance might be kind of cool in the first couple episodes. Um, So I wanted to go back because I really did not like Afterburner. I know Brandon said he seemed to have liked it. Brian didn't really like it. So I was like, well, you know, Brandon likes it. Let me let me kind of go back and let's see what happens. Um, you know, it starts off pretty decent. The first two songs, prisoner, I think is the first one. And then can't remember the second one, but then it, um, it just, it's really mellow. John mess doesn't scream as much. And then Tillian decided that this album, I mean, I could be wrong. I didn't go through all their freaking discography. I just noticed, well, I did listen to mothership. Um, and actually, I did listen to the first couple of songs on artificial selection. But anyway, I'm telling you know, Tillian does this like, like he's just dragging out his voice and trying to be more than what I think the genre is and maybe more than what dance usually does. And that kind of was one thing that stood out to me that I was like, eh, that's not that good. Um, plus, on top of that, they, like I said, they weren't, it wasn't, they weren't really bringing the heavy with the screams, which they're not like heavy, heavy, but, um, that was just one thing. I, I really just didn't get into Afterburner that much. Not like I did Mothership and Artificial Selection. Plus, I always talk to Brian about this. Shout out to Brian. Um, they're due for a new singer, so they had three singers already. Tillian can go.
1: <laughs> I know. What's the rotation? Is Is Kurt Travis going to come back? No, I um, think uh, I thought I always thought that
2: Tillian would go away, and um, Andrew Wells, who's now in the band officially would just pick up the pace which i would be okay with that would have oh. been great tilly out, and andrew in
1: funny enough with john mess um, oh yeah that'd be fantastic well um, unfortunately uh we bought tickets to go see dance kevin dance oh man so i actually have some funny stories about afterburner if you guys don't mind um prisoner came out love that single great song got Tillian screaming which was fantastic um and then when they released uh, the the single for Strawberries Wake, and the video, mm-hmm. I was actually supposed to go see them that night, and then COVID hit and shut mm-hmm. down all the venues. Um, Strawberries Wake is an amazing song. It um, something I probably talked about in DGD episode is there's a, like every album at least, almost every song like there's an important like memory in my life that I associate with that, and Strawberries Wake was one of them. But yeah, it was when COVID like really hit and. That was like, oh, shit, shit is dead now. Um, so we finally got to go see them in, in October of 2021. And maybe two two weeks into the tour, uh, Tillian Pearson got COVID. And Andrew Wells had to cover his vocals for a couple shows. And I'm happy that good. Tillian, I'm sure it was amazing. And I was like, why didn't that happen on the first day of the tour? Not that I'm saying I wish anybody gets COVID, but that would have been a sight to see. Um yeah, but that being said, I have plenty of reasons why I like Afterburner, but this is not the Afterburner special.
2: Yeah, episode. we're not there yet. Yeah, you know, we'll well, we're gonna that. get there, son. We're we gonna get there. The yeah, but before bed. we before we leave it, I'm looking at the the uh, list of songs. Prisoner's good lyrics lies okay. I kind of like the John Mess part where that's the one thing too is the lyrics for these guys are kind of just, just fucking stupid, anyway. Oh yeah, it goes it's, into it's the, like the Mexican or Sp- I'm sorry, Spanish speaking song. Calenta Miento, yeah, I wasn't a huge fan not of. Not feeling that one. Wasn't feeling it. Three wishes is really dull and kind of like me. And then it just one in a million is kind of me. Well, Strawberry's leg is good. Well, I I
1: like one in a million.
2: Yeah,
0: it's so. pretty. It's yeah.
1: the, it's very poppy. It's very like. Yeah, kind of for sure. Uplifting. I'm
0: just but we'll really get into that. I don't listen to this band. Yeah. Board <laughs> of fail being a call out. That's nice.
2: Yeah. I'm parallels.
0: Tells about like cocaine. Burn my ears and listen to that discography. It's not going to be fun.
2: Bullshit. I mean, they have some. Okay, never mind. I don't want to get into it because we're going to yeah. it
1: for that episode. But anyway, go ahead. I'll, I'll start spinning my wheels and straight Yeah, straight the only thing I've liked
0: from them so far is Mothership. I thought that was a really good record. But,
1: it was uh, a fantastic record.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think it's like Son of a Robot. I don't know. They have a really good music video for it too. <laughs> yes. Son of a Robot. You son of a bitch. All right. So we want to move on to our first concert ever. I think all three of us have very different answers. I will go mm-hmm. ahead and go first if you guys need more time, because I I already have the poster right here. Um, mine was the Sweet Brag Tour with the, the Devil wars Prada, a day to remember, Sky Eats Airplane, and Emerosa in April 2016. I think it, no, I'm sorry, not 2016, um, 2008 or something at the Glass House in Pomona. That was the first concert I ever went to. Yeah. And uh massive a day to remember fan at that point for those who have heart was like an album that i couldn't stop listening to homesick literally just came out um that year i think before that tour and sky's airplane is pretty sick uh, i think jerry roush was still in it at the time uh amorosa it did not have uh chris Roder. i don't think i think it was uh, no, it was johnny it was johnny at the time and then devil wears prada was a band that I was getting into because i didn't like plagues i didn't like anything before with roots above and branches below but that record also oh, i just hit my mic uh that record also just came out so it was it was a great time for me and it pretty much changed everything i i mean literally from that concert maybe not immediately but for a while my whole you know high school life we were going to concerts like once a week it was pretty crazy um this one was this one was epic a day to remember at the time. Like I said, they were they were really blowing up, huge. I mean, quickly, just super fast. You know, with songs like "Downfall of Us All," just recently coming out on Homesick, um, they came out. I remember, I'll never forget. Um, actually, they're missing from the lineup on this poster, but "In Fear and Faith" was also there. Um, yeah, so Jeremy came out for "In Fear and Faith" and played "Strength in Numbers," which is the song he guest vocals on. So I thought that was super badass. And then their their performance was incredible. I mean, everyone there did really good, uh, especially, you know, Scott's airplane as well. Um, that was just a really sick concert. I'll never forget going to that. Uh, I mean, you, you really can't go wrong with that kind of lineup, you know. At, that you that know, is a dream lineup for that, like, era. Yeah, 100%. right. Like, <laughs> that's pretty iconic, dude. Like, um, I think in Fear and Faith might have just been added to the California shows or something. Because, like I said, I'm looking at the poster and they're not here. But they were there. I mean, they were
1: like a last minute addition, probably.
0: Yeah, maybe because I I remember them specifically or Jeremy coming out to do Strength in Numbers, which is probably like their best song. One of the best songs took a turn for the better. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, pretty incredible first concert. But uh, Brandon, do you happen to remember like the first concert you went to?
1: Dude, honestly, it's it's kind of tough to pinpoint. I've been thinking about this question all week and I I can't nail it down but i'm i'm pretty sure um i got it though so i was 12 years old 12 or 13 uh and i went to la with my older sister and her friend and we went to go see brand new and manchester orchestra i'm sure there was another band but i don't remember but i know for sure it was brand new and manchester orchestra this was right around the time uh the devil and god are raging inside me so i got to hear a lot of really awesome songs from them live who or which ones exactly i don't remember and i can't remember manchester orchestra even though i did go see them in february this year <laughs> to see that they were still around was pretty crazy but they were playing with foxing at the um at the oh, what's the theater oh my god don't. Well, i
0: don't know I mean, is it in L.A. or something? It's in L.A. The Shrine? Honda Theater? Mm-hmm. No, Honda. The Wanda? Uh, Wanda? Ronda? F-O-N-D-A. Oh, Fonda? Well, like Jade uh, Fonda? I don't fucking know. I don't fucking Anyways, know. Yeah, It was a venue. Time. Regardless,
1: we're in the present. Let's go to the past. Um, yeah, saw the brand new Manchester Orchestra, and it was great because it's the first one I remember, and um, since I had grown up, since. Um, <laughs> fucking hell, dude. Like you've grown up since then or. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know where you're going with that. Okay. So there's. I can't remember the song titles because I've kind of. Taken brand new out of my memory, but there's a, a part in the song. It's actually funny because they beef it. Brand new has a beef with taking back Sunday, which we will probably get it. Dude, we should get into into core beefs. Core We're get down beefs down episode. Maybe we'll just do like a core beefs
0: episode. That'd be fucking funny.
1: Yeah. Like taking back Sunday and brand new, uh, Tilla doing call out anyways. Um, yeah, that was my first concert that I remember. And then after that, it just kickstart into these $10 shows at chain reaction at, um, uh, glass house, going to East Hills church and watching local bands there and just a show every week. Like you said, Ryan, um, yeah, it was it was a great period for going to shows because we did it all the fucking time. It was insane. And you I mean, wear the band it. shirt to school app on the Monday, all the time, every yep. fucking time, dude. You had to, you had to, right? I mean,
0: mom, I need this washed right now. Yeah, <laughs> I need it ordered in here by this day. I mean, um, you were really, the you really know what
1: you got from the show. You get the shit washed and it's fresh. And You roll up like, guess who I saw this weekend?
0: <laughs> yeah um yeah i still have like a lot of my ticket stubs so i have to i have to look at them i know eric has a shit ton of his too but i think i still have all of mine for the most part uh eric i know what it is but uh would you like to let the the folks know and brandon what your first like concert to, was i'd love to know dude
2: so almost 20 years ago back,
0: back, in my day. back
2: in my day um it was, it was a weird situation um, our neighbor had bought tickets to go see Metallica with Godsmack at the Honda Center, and then somebody couldn't go, so they had an extra. Asked me if I wanted to go, and I went. That was 2004 in November, because I just looked it up to see when uh, when they were there. But um, that was really cool. Um, it was very cool. It was my first concert, obviously. We're talking about and. Um, Metallica was just one of those bands. I I don't think I was like really listening to them, but of course it's fucking Metallica. You hear their songs everywhere, whether it be commercial movies, fucking radio every two seconds. Um, So I knew some of their songs. So I was like, okay, yeah. And I think Godsmack at that time was pretty, well, no, they were really relevant. And again, um, I hadn't got to the super heavy yet. So I was still listening to some Godsmack again, you know, Mudbane was in there, you know, so that kind of, I was still listening to them. So definitely was excited to go see them and um go to that show but it was very cool and it was a huge i mean for my first one it wasn't like i was in a little room or whatever it was a huge it was a honda center it's huge
1: it's, it's yeah. honda center stadium seating or um
2: yeah yeah oh for sure yeah so that was my first one it was very cool um i actually looking at the poster though <laughs> It was during um Saint Anger, so it was really good, I know. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, it was called the Madley and Anger Tour. Um, so yeah, man, that it was really good. I don't remember everything. I do remember loving it and uh wanting to do more. And, and like Ryan said, I do have all my well, not all, but I have a good amount of stubs um that I had a little book that I was kind of trying to archive and Pinpoint exactly what the tours were and add each band and all that stuff. So I didn't finish it. I do have all that stuff still together, but sooner or later I'll finish it up. And uh, I did look up Ryan's tour as he was chatting about it. It was 2009, April. Oh, 2009.
0: Sorry. Yeah. So, dude, we were um, like 17. I was 16. Oh, 17. Yeah. Yeah, You were 17. So, yeah. Yeah, dude, he's older.
2: I forgot. Sorry. I forgot you're a young whippersnapper yeah but but uh to piggyback off ryan's that's a really good door um i'm sure I would, i'm pretty sure i was there too so um yeah it's no, kinda every, funny everyone though. was there yeah it's kind of funny though uh the tour lineup you know Devil works product was above um i did remember which would not happen now but uh, it's just like, kind of funny to close, see right uh, yeah no i guess not probably not but it is kind of funny to to see that and know kind of what how everything is now you know almost over ten years later
0: yeah, twelve I mean, years is gone airplane Airplanes gone and Fear and Faith is gone yeah and Devil yeah. Wears Prada for a while just sounded the same but honestly I think lately they've just been killing it I I can't wait to see what they do next um, yeah and Data remember just. Uh, they just knew what they were doing. Like, they knew how to target their audience, keep like the one, the original ones there. I don't know. Cause I, till this day, like the overly poppy songs, I can't fucking get down with. I just can't. So, like, life less or whatever that album is with life lessons learned the hard way. I think that's actually the common, courtesy. common courtesy. Thank you. I can only listen to like half of it probably. And then the one after that. And then You're Welcome. You're Welcome's Trash. That's a fucking shit record if I've ever heard it. Welcome. Ooh yeah and one sucks um so yeah that's pretty cool you know yeah um, and like you said that
2: was the like the highlight of data remember because the deluxe edition which i'll assume came out pretty close to the uh, original version of for those who have heart was 2008 and homesick was 2009 so yeah hot that was them hot and heavy and heavy is keyword there you know yeah
1: um everyone and everyone in the show is singing I mean, every song they <laughs> played
2: I mean, it, yeah. let's go yeah
0: it's such a good fucking song dude and i love
1: i love like everyone getting together and like being in the moment and like chanting it and you know singing along to it but i love when everyone's off key too it's fucking awesome
0: mm-hmm. it is i think that's like kind of funny though it's like kind of the common misconception with like this music i I I remember so many concerts we went to and like everyone was just cool as fuck like everybody like you met strangers and they're all cool as shit everyone was like helping each other out watching their backs you know um you know fuck you to all the little five foot girls who would fucking kick you and punch you and shit when they're walking through the crowd near the pit bastards um and just that's sorry just like a ptsd moment there um so, yeah, that was pretty cool to talk about concerts. Uh, we will constantly be doing that as we talk about specific bands and show or episodes, because some of these bands we've seen a pretty ridiculous amount of times. Um, yeah, so I wanted to move on to top five records of all time currently. Uh, I can go first. Uh, I don't know if you guys are ready for that.
1: Um, you You go first. I'm ready. I have my top five.
0: Okay, so... Uh, My favorite record of all time That I could probably listen endlessly For now, for, for the foreseeable future Is Vahisu from Thrice I think the reason why this album Really stands out to me Is the fact that It's got some of their old school You know, writing But it's also got what they're trying to do As a band and move forward And it's, to me, the perfect blend Of what Thrice has to offer And I, I don't think there's a limit to that By the band I just think, like, this is, like perfect prime thought thrice um so many uh so many of the times we have seen them they play these songs and they clearly like they fucking stand out so well uh, when they're played live uh, i just think this band's extremely talented i still love them until this day uh i just there's something about this record i could i mean i could listen to it all the time you got red sky which is just a solid song and then you got image of the invisible which is like their main single uh it's just a really fun song and then you got Uh, music box which is probably my personal favorite on the record so it's just a really good one and then uh next is watch out by alexis on fire um just just one of the best bands of all time i really do cherish this band uh it's really tough choosing this one over crisis but honestly like um i think watch out um start to finish is a better record um you know my favorite song off it's probably control um third is Parkway Drive, Killing With a Smile. Um, like I said, Trivium really got me into this music. You know, I think they were really like the branch for me to get into this music, but Killing With a Smile was like, dude, like, let's go destroy shit. Like, it's just it's just such a good album. The lyrics are insane. The breakdowns are remarkable. Um, and, then this, and then seeing this band live, even till this day, is just like a, a piece of art itself. Um, and then number four is, For Those Who That Wish To Exist, an actual very recent record, uh, by architects architects is probably the best metalcore band in the scene right now. You know, at least in my opinion, um, not only does this record always like their, their lyrics always hit hard. Um, you know, a few years ago, now the, the lead guitarist who helped pretty much write most of the songs, Dan, uh, Tom Searle uh, passed away from cancer and his twin, uh, not twin brother, but you know, brother Dan is the drummer in the band. So obviously being into this music, you know, from your brothers showing you this music, so Eric and Chris, you know, um, listening to a band like that, and then for him to lose his brother and you know still write this music, record and and play his songs is you know it's pretty emotional stuff. And then when you listen to their lyrics, um, I highly recommend it. They just have some of the best lyrics in the game. But uh, this record was was pretty intense in my opinion. And then uh, watched them live when COVID started with the Royal Albert Hall. Um, they played live there. They played you know a variety of songs plus some new ones um and then they recently uh this year and then just released as of today of this recording uh the abbey road session where they played the entire album start to finish with an orchestra and they did it all in one take and it is just something i've already listened to like three times today so uh it's just a record that sits really well with me um uh, architects is just really talented at what they do. Not that all these other bands aren't. It's just there's something about their lyrics that hits me right in the heart. But uh, I just totally think they're good. Re- yeah, I just think they're really talented people. And then my fifth favorite record, uh, it was this is very, very tough. Uh, it has to go to North Lane. It has to go to Alien. Uh, I, you know, Marcus joining the band after Adrian was a no no easy feat. Uh, I think that band was very good with Adrian, the original singer. Um, his records are good but uh marcus just telling his story of his personal life with his dad who is a drug addict and did some pretty shitty stuff to his family and then like his sister and his mom also being shitty to him it's just a really crazy thing and he details that in this record and when you listen to it you can like just hear the emotion in his vocals even in the studio so uh, i just think it's a really good record that i think a lot of people can relate to in terms of just the lyrics and you can really feel his emotion um uh, i'm a sucker for that type of music and then um Just real quick, a runner-up before someone goes next. Uh, It's not even, um, you know, metalcore or post-hardcore. It would probably be a tie between uh, Halo 3, ODST, Halo 1, or Halo 2. Um, I don't think I would like video games today if it wasn't for Marty O'Donnell and Michael Salvatore with their their work that they put in those games. So shout-out to Halo, because, you know, I got to throw them in. Eric's really loving this. Uh, But Brandon, what would you say are your, like, five favorite records right now. Well,
1: man, uh, I thought long and hard about it but first off I want to say uh, excellent picks and uh, uh, the last few mentions uh, you know about being able to connect to the lyrics and uh, really understand the emotion in in the music is uh, it's really important it's really important and I, I appreciate those picks dude. yeah um, but mine I made a playlist about it that I'll send you all after the show. Okay, so I really didn't do this in any particular order. Um, I have one question though, is it wrong that they're all dance Gavin Dance? Are they really? No, they're not. I'm just I just want to see your reaction. Then they were wrong. <laughs> I was kidding. <laughs> Let me just pick a different playlist. Um, okay, so like I said, no particular order. Um, the first one I thought of like instantly we think of top five records of all time is mothership by Dance Gavin Dance um you know like i said every record that they put out like can be uh, like attributed to a part of my life that's you know really important really not really important maybe positive maybe negative but it's right there and mothership was definitely that it was i think like their first time like really breaking out like they they launched like so many music videos and i feel like music videos case in point with us and mtv in the morning, while we're getting ready for school, like music videos help you s- visualize the music and get you really into it. So they put out a bunch of music videos. They gained a lot of popularity. Uh, "Chucky versus the Giant Tortoise" is the first uh, song off that record. Love it. Like every every single time, like you hit play on a song, it's just like it's just a bop to me. And um, yeah, just fucking awesome. Love it. Um, second one would probably be um taking back sunday to all your friends yeah solid choice yeah dude um the cute with cute without the e from cut from the team uh quintessential emo song great music video uh again every song on here just ties back to a core memory growing up and listening to music with my sister and um being at school, especially in middle school, I think right before we met, Ray. Right? Just like, I don't know, feeling like I knew about bands that you didn't or not you in particular, just you and anybody in general. I was like, yeah, dude.
0: Wasn't that kind of like, cool, though? It was so fucking cool. Yeah. I mean, like pre-hipster. I, it's Yeah, it's it's so fucking stupid, but I always felt like an ownership over the bands that we listened to.
1: Yeah. And so,
0: like, when everyone found out about, like, this is so like juvenile, too. Like, I'm, I'm not even afraid to admit it if it sounds like that. But when everyone found out about A Day remember because of downfall of us all, I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Like, go where, y'all the, where are y'all been? <laughs> yeah, like, get get the fuck out of here. It goes into 1958. Um, it's such a stupid mentality. It's so stupid, but
1: dude, it was so common back then, too, like to gatekeep, like, Oh, this is a dope song. Oh, who is it? I'm not gonna tell you. That's kind of yeah. fucked up. <laughs> but if I knew a song and people were like, "Yo, this is dope," I'd be like, "Let me, let me, let me, sh- let me drop this little little nugget to you. Enjoy this, and let's talk about it."
0: Yeah, it was so cool. Yeah, I remember getting people's like. I would take people's like iPods home and like put all of the music that we have. I remember on it. that. Yeah. You, were
1: the pl- you were the plug, dude. I remember that shit.
0: Yeah, because it t- it changed. You know, you just want everyone to enjoy good music. So, yeah. um, but but keep going ahead with your yeah, record.
1: So- Sorry. No, you're good, dude. It's good old tangent. Uh, Third choice is not metal. It's not rock. It's not anything. It's because of the internet by Childish Gambino.
0: I mean, dude, <laughs> Childish is amazing. You cannot go wrong with that one. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's such a talented comedian musician actor yeah donald glover's legit man good choice
1: yeah childish all day um again i love that dude
0: i was literally gonna post like a freaks and geek thing on my instagram too yeah <laughs> yeah the ep came up the other day and i was like fuck yeah dude let's go
1: it Was a dope song i know it was it was it was a toss-up though it was kind of tough to choose between uh because the internet and uh camp
0: I think i would have won camp
1: i think i, think I, think I, think I should have a... gone camp
0: no i mean they're I both mean, incredible records i just think camp is like it really it really put him on the map in term uh with his music you know freaks and geek was good but camp was like i mean bonfire just dude
1: mm-hmm.
0: he's got some good songs good choice
1: yeah uh heartbeat was like a really
0: good um single it's a him. really good single eric used to eric used to listen to heartbeat like all the fucking dude no time. shit eric you bought it- to that oh my god i mean it's a good song i'm not judging but eric had heartbeat on fucking repeat bro but it's just like i
1: i I know eric in in person and i could just picture him in his car just like just fucking vibing oh yeah i think that was
0: like the i think the heartbeat era was when we really got into eddie murphy too and party all the time so it was just it was just it was just a (laughs) vibe bro (laughs) it's a it's a whole vibe yeah um Um, so what that's your fourth record that's my third
1: sorry i got Um, two more in the chamber sorry very good I just gonna be, we're gonna be stuck on some tangents now. Um, okay, so my fourth one straight oh. up,
0: yes. Oh, Eric's
1: got all of his vinyls, dude. There you go.
0: Oh, shit. yeah, that's pretty legit, actually. Eric that's was tight. showing us for the audio, guys, or uh, probably wouldn't even be posting the video. Uh, he showed us his childish records. That's legit. Is Freaks and Geek available on record, or unfortunately, no, okay, not that Danny. I'm aware of. All right, well, Brandon, go ahead. Sorry, <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, you're good, dude. Um, my fourth one. Again, going to be a little emo boy. Uh, senses Fail.
2: Let it entwined you. Yes. Yeah, They're dude. such a good band, bro. So weird. The great record. Mm-hmm. Great band. When they first came out, um, it was like the emo stuff, right? And yeah. I really was like, eh. But dude, so good. That and yeah. Still Searching. Oh, my God. And Still Searching, so yeah. Freaking good. I think think if I was to pick one of those two, I definitely would go Let It Unfold You.
1: Yeah, it's tough because I love Senses Fail, but it was was, um, their initial EP for The Depths of Dreams, I believe. Um, Let It Unfold You and Still Searching. And then after that, I kind of fell off. I didn't really listen to them a whole lot, but I stuck to those three releases constantly. Yes, and now Eric has the vinyls for still searching and let it unfold you Yeah, Eric's got on some crazy
0: fucking vinyls dude
1: i love you guys collection dude it's awesome yeah but yeah i mean like i, I mean i'm gonna na- i'm gonna name drop a few of the songs like uh buried a lie the music Thanks. video for that iconic yeah. um rum is for drinking not for burning
0: okay
1: fucking slaps the lips right off your face dude um yeah best song on the record absolutely yeah uh just so many good hits man uh I still play this in my car and scream the lyrics on my way home from work when I'm really in the feels. Uh, and my fifth, my fifth record. Um, this is a tough one, dude, but I think I'm going to go with with um, Branches Below and Roots Above or Roots Above, Branches Below.
0: That is a massive fucking record for you. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you're one of the reasons why I got into double Delaware product, too. Like, it was huge for you, man. Oh, dude,
1: for sure. Like, Pl- plagues is Plagues is up there, but like I mean, we got Sarsfres. We have some. I fucking I love Devilwears product because they come up with the craziest fucking names for songs. It's yeah.
0: amazing. Assistant I mean, to the regional manager, you can't tell me the yeah. opening
1: riff, you can't tell me the opening riff on that doesn't fucking slap so it's, hard.
0: I mean Des Moines, dude. Des yeah. Moines is on Guitar Hero. It's such a good song. Um, Lord Zenu, um, Big, Big their, Wiggly. yeah Big Wiggly Big style? Wiggly. Danger, uh, what, what's Wild their Man. danger? Wild Man. What's the uh, slow song on that? record that's a good song too louder than thunder louder louder than, dude that's thunder. a really good song yeah that's, yeah that's that's i used to cry at, like at night when we go home from school and like i'm trying to sleep and i'm thinking about whatever girl i was into at the time like and your, anyways And your crying was louder than thunder Fuck,
1: <laughs> 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 oh, there it is, dude. I love yeah. um <laughs> Yeah, man. Just, That's a solid list. I like that list, Brennan. Thank you. I, I got the playlist. I'm going to send it to you guys. Oh, for we sure. Should, we should share our top fives. I think that'd be dope. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, maybe we won't um, because mine, I mean, I'm definitely going to go with the fact that Ryan likes these because of me. Okay. So his top five is pretty close
0: to mine. All right. Then I'll just put like uh, word alive and 100th or something. No, 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 no. Leave it alone. Because um, 100th is up so, there too. So my top five.
2: And I think that I would, it would really be a toss up with these five, but I think that this one might be the one where they, you know, they say, okay, well, if you're going to take a record in, on a fucking Island by yourself and you can't get anything else, I think this is the one I think, watch out by like some fire um, because everything about that record is good. Amazing. Start to finish lyrics, the drums, the singing, the guitar work—I mean, everything is good about that record—and um, it it is one of those records that's just really resonated with me um, over time. I mean, uh, always go back to it. It's it's on numerous playlists. Um, maybe not the whole album, but songs—you know—Control, um, no Sidewalk When She Walks. Um, I mean, no. uh, White Devil. I'm, but the number one song on that album for me is Happiness by the Kilowatt. That song they've played it live a couple of times that I've seen and um in person. Ryan, we saw it. Um amazing. Absolutely amazing. We're going to see Last On Fire. You should go, Brandon. Um you um, know that's Soma. Soma um, San Diego on a Saturday too, FY. Oh,
0: hell yeah. i mean, We have to go. I mean, we're going we are going. We have
2: yeah. tickets. So if you want to go, Brandon, get your ticket. Um, so I, I really think that that's probably hands down my favorite record ever um and then after that probably stick well hold on they're no in particular order
0: if i may real quick if i may sorry um i think like one of the reasons why watch out's good too though is like those guys were going they're not that much older than you like they were going through their shit too at that time and writing songs about it but songs like no transitory where like dallas really flexed his vocals i mean it's fucking insane so I'm, no transitories transitory is a real standout but anyways number yeah, two. for sure
2: um stick to your guns diamond um yeah stick to your guns is one of the best bands you know i know that uh some people don't like his politics right now blah 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 whatever but i don't give two shits about that um the band itself is amazing um in uh diamond really was another record that lyrically uh Hit home. I mean, I have a fucking diamond tattoo on my back, so if that tells you anything. Um, and even the uh, acoustic couple, I think there's one or two acoustic songs, and maybe just one um, of "We Still Believe" is amazing. Um, Jesse's got a, an amazing voice. Uh, the guitar work again, the drums. I mean, everything about they they really hit a, a stride with Hope Division, and that was when they had added a couple different players. But then Diamond was the current lineup. In the first record, I believe, with the full current lineup, and it was just yeah, no one's. It's just an amazing record. I mean, the lyrics alone are just. We've seen. I don't even know how many times I've seen
0: Stick to Guns. I've probably seen um, like eight to ten times.
2: It's so crazy, if not more. Yeah, and just watching Jesse, listening to him, um, not only be the singer screamer and the intensity that he has on not only the record but live, um, but just him talking about what these songs are to him, especially at that time when the record had come out was really just so positive with me um, and just kind of resonates still resonates with me. And uh, that's just one of my second, or one of my top five records, Park uh, Parkway Drive, Killing With a Smile. Um, when that record came out, it was, you know, I feel like I was listening to kind of the same stuff, but I felt like that record just freaking hit so hard and was so intense. And um, just, just one of those records that, just stuck with me, obviously. Um, it's still, I'd love to hear them do a, a remix, or I'm sorry, remaster, re-recording. But I mean, you know, you look at that that um, that album and it, every song is amazing. You know, from start to finish, Gimme A D, Pandora, Romance, you know, Picture Perfect Pathetic, you know, It's So Hard to Speak With, uh, I believe It's So Hard to Speak With, your Tongue Cut Out, Cold In Hell, Smoking when we God. I mean, there's not a bad song on that record and it's fucking heavy. And the other thing that really, they're one of my favorite bands. We'll get into that later in another episode. But them as these five dudes from uh, Byron Bay, Australia, and kind of just, that's really where kind of, they are set aside from other bands, you know, especially on this record for being as good as it is. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. I mean, the drummer literally tells that I've seen numerous interviews and stuff where he's like, yeah, I was just playing. Like I I really, when we first started, we didn't know, like we were just playing the only guy that knew what they were doing was the uh lead guitarist and they found him on a beach
0: yeah fucking jeff dude yeah
2: (laughs) so that album is amazing and like i like i said earlier um it it was topped off with the absolute intense performance in a room the size of my bathroom um at glasshouse for this record specifically so um the other one is trivium ascendancy uh because Again, it's it's all stories for me and kind of I always try to dive deep with the, the guys that are in the band, not just the music, but the music itself is just intense. It's heavy. It's metal as fuck. Um, it's it still holds up to this day. And um, knowing that Matt, when he was writing this stuff, was, I believe, anywhere from 17 to 19. And you'd never know if I put this record on for somebody, you know, they think that this is just like amazing and i mean maybe not amazing but you know the um the songwriting the playing i mean everything about this record is so good and his voice is fucking amazing it always has been it still is and then the the last in my top five is really hard because it is thrice but i i didn't want to pick behisu because ryan talking about but, I mean, it's kind of a toss-up between Identity Crisis, Vihizu, and Beggars. I mean, these guys have been putting out records for years, over, you know, 20 years. And they're all different, and they're all freaking amazing. Um, but I might just have to go Vihizu, because like Ryan said, it encapsulated the punkish, hardcore, post-hardcore stuff that they did with Identity Crisis and Illusion of Safety with a, with a good amount of the – Art, artists in the ambulance and then showed, Hey, you know, we're not just this type of band. We we have these other elements, these other um, instrumental um, things that we can do. And, you know, um, just kind of show off really. And then kind of progress into beggars. Well, they did alchemy index next, but beggars was after that, I believe. Okay. Um, alchemy index, And yeah. alchemy index is like I told Ryan the other day, I felt like alchemy index um, one through four is it is thrice, but it's, it's like a different version of Thrice, so I kind of don't count it in their. I mean, I do and I don't um, in their records because it's amazing, but it's just so different that it's just kind of a, a its own character, if you will. Yeah. But yeah, I think Vihisu is is just a really good culmination of what they are at that time, obviously, in the lyrics, and it's it's heavy, but it's melodic, and um, and we we were able to see them on their. Actually, it was
0: a it was an anniversary tour, huh? For that. Well, it was like the reunion tour. Yeah, they, but
2: it was an anniversary re- reunion I, I believe.
0: Yeah, I think so. For a bee- so, Easy. So
2: yeah, for a Easy. Yeah. So <sighs> <sighs> um, so those are my top five records, but like, there are a- so many records. Um yeah, so there so I many. do have three uh shout-outs after those, which is Still Remains of Love and Lunacy, because <laughs> that record is amazing as well um and then as i lay dying for words collapse because that was a whole nother level of um, heavy to me anyway um, i remember 94 hours coming out and then it was on the headbangers ball uh soundtrack which was another reason that i was able to find a bunch of different bands and then um, like we talked about a little bit earlier just kill switch engages alive or just breathing was a very big uh record for me just to kind of push the envelope, but also know that there's those bands that are so melodic and, and sing, and then they're so heavy. Um, so that's, those are mine.
0: Yeah. I want to do call out. Like, so when it comes to like Diamond, you know, I think Jesse said in like an interview or he said at a show that we went to, cause like you said, we've seen these band this band so many times, especially in the Diamond era itself. Um, he said, we scream. So you listen right and I think that just gave me like a whole new perspective on like you know scream you know scream vocals unclean vocals and then specifically the song built upon the sand like there's a part where he says like I understand you and he's like screaming it at you he's fucking yelling at you and it's like we saw it live and he did it and it was amazing but even in the song itself if you're to listen to it right now it, it like it's gonna fucking hit you like it's crazy and it just makes you feel good I guess um it's the song is about his cousin but um the other thing I wanted to call out was like a couple other shout outs like you just did, Eric. Um, so uh, 100th, uh, they were originally a hardcore band and then they kind of just did things differently because they didn't like doing hardcore music. So they went and did Rare. Uh, Rare is definitely like a just a hard rock album. Just I don't know what you'd call it, but it's alternative, I guess. It's just it's amazing um, when that album came out. I listened to it. So many times, I wish I could see the play still. I don't know if uh, Apple still does that on iTunes, but uh two more records I'd like to throw up that, you know, if you haven't heard this band, please go check them out, is uh Night Versus, Lift Your Existence, and also Into the Vanishing Light. Um So when, when Night Versus came around, I was kind of getting, like, not bored of music, but I felt like the industry was kind of stale. You know, I felt like everyone was making the same shit. And then Night um, Eric showed me Night Versus, and, like, it just completely blew me away like i i mean just a a fantastic band at the time Um, i don't know if they're still around but i know the lead singer is gone and like he i felt like he was one of the biggest parts of that band for sure um the way he sang and wrote the lyrics um but the band those two records are insane please check them out if you haven't and then uh yeah so pretty pretty sick top five across the board for all of us it's really really hard because i was thinking as you were talking you know we got haste today it dies today just just so many fucking bands like even demon hunters triptych like i had that shit on repeat me and Jarrett used to listen to it all the time um just just there's so many records out there that like i probably could do a top 50 (laughs) that'd probably be yeah that'd probably be better for me but or maybe top 100, you know? I'm not saying in an episode, Brandon, Brandon's making faces. I'm just saying, like, that's how hard it is to, like, choose, like, these top records because there's so many fantastic ones out there. Uh, But, Brandon, did you want to add anything else, any shout-outs that you didn't get to call out?
1: I do. (laughs) Um, Sorry, it's just because I'm trying to really piece this together. Uh, I'm writing down ideas... Um, and I remember Eric, when you were talking about, uh, I believe stick to your guns, how you, uh, there was a, or there was a band that were, you were, you were talking about where they have like different issues. We didn't want to bring up politics up. And I feel like I'm not trying to bring politics up either. I dislike talking about politics greatly, yeah. but, um, something I, I may want to ask you guys about like another topic in an episode that might be a little heavier is, uh, separating, uh, an artist from the art.
0: Well, we can talk about that now. Yeah, because
1: I was just I was gonna say uh brand new uh Deja Entendu is uh definitely a album that was for my formative years that um I would put up at the top for sure. Um, you know, despite the the um accusations against Jesse Lacey. Um it kind of some of the <laughs> I know exactly where Eric's going, dude. <laughs> Give it to the <some>, babe.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, you James know, is here, brother.
1: <laughs> I wish I had more hands.
0: One of the five fingers Set of the face.
1: Remember when we said that? Like every time we saw each other. Yep. In middle school, I would not trade it for the fucking world. Oh. Yes.
0: Yes. Eric has the brand new vinyl records as well. While he's wearing a Dunder Mifflin shirt. Okay. So yeah, but yeah, you're talking about.
1: Yeah, definitely talking about that. Um, about Dijon, uh Sick Transit Gloria, Glory Fades, uh, Me versus Madonna versus Elvis, um, just uh, Quiet Things. In the sky. Quiet thi- Quiet Things. Oh, I forgot about that, dude. Yeah, Quiet Things,
0: Crying. Um, I mean it's it's kind of tough, right? Because it's like yeah. you know. Um, I look at Stick to Your Guns, and I couldn't be more. Um, I couldn't disagree more with like the way they see things, you know, in terms of their politics. But at the end of the day, it's like, you know, you have to respect what people believe. And I think that's what's lost in us as people, you know, and I think that's like the beauty of music is like, we could still come together and really enjoy these talented people in the, and the, the music they create. Sure. You know, their beliefs are very far off from where I'm at now. Um, you know, in the recent, in recent years, not, not the diamond and the diamond area was, Era was probably the last of it, disobedient and forward. They started really focusing on that, which is fine. That they also believe that's their job as musicians to talk about you know real world problems because they have a voice and they have an audience that they could share that voice with. I just think um, you know, I don't know, it's it's tough because like some of the stuff that they talk about I really hate, but I also still love their music. I still I still would like to see them again. Um, I think last time, yeah, the last warp tour actually. Uh, me eric and our friend eddie uh shout out to him and i don't know if anyone else went with us you know um you know we we met them you know and they were just like the sweetest fucking guys they were so nice and then like i felt bad uh, quick story time but jesse's other band trade Win, um when he first started touring uh a chain reaction i actually found some of the videos today i interrupted him when he was talking to somebody I know I never asked anybody for a photo, but I was like, damn, like it's Jesse, man. Like, you know, I want to, you know, thank him for all of his hard work and like ask for a photo. And I interrupted the conversation he was having with the merch guy. I forgot the merch guy's name. It's like one of their close friends. And I remember when we had that quick meet and greet at Warp Tour, I brought it up to him. Not that he remembers the interaction, but he's like, oh, no, dude, like shit happens. And it was just really nice because I always felt bad about that because I think like these people are always getting probably bugged all fucking day. So honestly, what I'm trying to get at is like, you know, their political views might be different, but they're just people just like us, you know, we're totally allowed to have different views. Um, They're still very awesome people and who create fantastic music. So even dove and fist and um, us against them all, or I'm not us against them all. What is the last song, Eric, more of us than them, more of us than them. I mean, that song is pretty specific. If you look at the lyrics, what they're getting at. And um, I still love them. I mean, uh, there, there's a ton of band. I mean, it's also hardcore though. Like you got to know the scene you're really getting into and it's what the scene has always been, um, you know, to rebel essentially against, against the guy. So uh, if you know that coming in, I think you're fine. But honestly, um, if you're Paul, polit- I mean, I mean their politics aren't interrupting my life, you know, do what you got to do. So, well, I think, I think, I still I think yes. I think about right. just, you, yeah, I'm sorry, Eric, go ahead. I think
2: you're right, Ryan. For the most part, um, I think the um, what's the guy's name from brand new? Jesse Lacey. Jesse Lacey. I think yeah. that whole thing was uh, is different. It's a, it's um, on a different level for sure. You know, the, I mean, it was, it was one of those things. It, it kind of all happened in, in uh, I think it was like 2020. So it was him. There was a guy from Memorosa getting called out. There was um, there was another guy that was pretty popular that I'm forgetting now. Um, you know, uh, Jim from ghost side got called out. So it was just a weird time. Oh, um, you know, um, I don't agree with anything like that. If Jesse Lacey's thing is correct, but I can go back and listen to it. science fiction is one of my favorite records. Yeah. Um, that's why I have only those two. And those are the only two brand new records I, I actually listen to. Um, so if you want to give me some some uh, other ones, you can. You're more than welcome, Brain, uh, um, to listen to. Um, I got you. but I, I can de- I can definitely separate it for myself personally. Mm. Um, but then, like, so then you go on the flip side. Well, I mean, even think about um, Azola dying and Tim Lembesis. I mean, he tried to kill his wife. He tried to hire somebody to kill his wife. He did prison time. So you know, um, that's what Carbonized is actually talking to- uh, North Lane. Carbonized yeah. is actually talking about because yeah. I mean, uh, I read Marcus his little quote or whatever, and he that's kind of what he was talking about you know, that we're so desensitized and we forgive so quickly and all this stuff. And, he, you know, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. He's like, Oh, well, if it's just heavy, then we're good to go. Um, but, you know, I don't think that he's like a good person, but I also don't know him. So it's kind of, it's just weird. It's a weird thing to think about. Um, and then as far as like um, Jesse from stick your guns, I think that we don't realize because, um, a good amount of us, unlike him, have been in other places. I mean, he's been—he's traveled the world. He's seen other things that we've never seen, and we probably won't ever see.
0: Played shows. They played in Africa. shows in Africa. Yeah.
2: You know, I mean, there was video of it. There's not like a lie. So I think that his um, his perspective is very very different from us, and that's in partly due to that. You know. Yeah. Um, is he wrong? No. Um, does it change my opinion on him? Not at all. You know, I, I think that uh, we get lost in this. I don't want to get, I don't want to get into it too much, but I think the main thing is like we always talk about as a country, like, Oh, we have freedom of speech. But the second somebody says something that we don't like, oh, fuck our guy, you know, and I, I don't like to do that. And whether I believe, whether I disagree or agree with their, um, their sentiment, you know what I mean? So, and, I, and again, I think that somebody like him, he has the ability to have maybe a better opinion on things because he's been out of the country. I mean, he's seen other countries, he's seen different, um, you know, third world country stuff. And then he comes back here and, and, you know, I think we take a lot of stuff for granted and I think he's just kind of bringing that to, um, to a forefront. You know what I
0: mean? Yeah. uh, Which is something he talks about. He's not the only one that's done it. Yeah.
2: He's he's not the only one. So,
0: um, you know, that's kind of what I think about it. Well, he also, you know, he also, like, lives in L.A. and whatnot, uh, mainly, right? So, <laughs> um, you know, it's crazy. Like, it has nothing to do with politics, actually, what I'm about to say. But it still aligns with, like, what he's talking about. Um, as someone who does travel and, like, has done the shows that he has done in these other countries. Yeah, you know, um, I think, like, the last three years, um, you know, people are so fucking ungrateful for how good we have it here, you know? Um we're such a growing country where we're, we're always progressing forward, you know, trying to, and I think a lot of people take that for granted. So like, you know, I, that's actually like why I like music so much is like, it kind of brings you back down to reality sometimes depending on what song you're listening to. So it, it's, it's pretty cool. And, you know, he's definitely got a good perspective on it. Um, I think I like randomly, you know, I saw like his Instagram last year and he seems to not be so I don't want to say radical but like way more open actually having a nice dialogue with some people who may challenge his opinions because it's just a nice conversation to have sometimes wouldn't you like to know the other perspective of your neighbor you know so so that's the conversation he has and I think that's like the beauty of the scene too though is like you know it's about understanding each other and accepting each other and just you know having a good time with these badass songs man
1: <laughs> yeah music really brings people together and um it's nice to have that energy at a show yeah well that, that kind of
2: goes off of what you were talking about with your your top five brandon i mean um just like you know ryan bringing up north lane and kind of his lyrics i mean i think that that that's what gets lost in the music we listen to because most people you know 80 percent of the people who hear this type of music are like oh they're just screaming you know but yeah. we hear the technicality, the malo- the melody. Um, the lyrics, we actually take the time to read the lyrics. And we, um, you know, we, um, the, the lyrics resonate with us in each time of our live. I mean, lives, you know, a lot of those records that I, that we all, actually all the records that we talked about were at a pivotal point in our, our lives. So I think that that's the kind of the beauty of what we actually listen to. Not saying that other music doesn't do that, but, you know, um, I mean, some some music doesn't do that. <laughs> um, this, i mean i'm just thinking about
0: you know friday friday that song like or fireworks or fire i mean there, there's, there's songs out songs there that make are...
2: money and, and they're, they're big and poppy songs but you know those lyrics are just shit yeah <laughs> they're shit lyrics and um i mean even thinking about the stuff that you were talking about your records um brandon and even mine um and, and ryan's of course but um you know, the lyrics are definitely part of why we would choose those records as pivotal points in, in top five records of our lives, I guess, yeah. you know,
1: yeah, they so, definitely you know, emotion.
2: Yeah, exactly. And, and, and I, again, I think that's the beauty of, um, of listening to those are the stuff we listen to. Yeah.
1: I, I remember hearing cause, cause like, uh, if I forget my headphones at work, I'll just play my music through my iPhone and I'll, just play what's what's on my playlist you know on my my on repeat and uh, a lot of people just aren't really used to my kind of music or this kind of music that we were talking about like at my job and my boss comes in with like a kind of like a uh, face to it and I know he's kidding me he's just giving me a hard time about it but like that's the thing is like they get met with just instant disdain because they're screaming but what I heard about like you know metalcore music and and all these things it's like it's it's, you finally feel like relatable like we've all had frustrations growing up and and i feel like there's a lot of lighter songs that take your mind off of it like fireworks and plastic bags and drifting through the wind and wanting to start again um but then (laughs) like to have somebody um you know followed with like a just an absolute just amazing just combination of instruments and then somebody screaming what you're feeling out to you and as long and to people who are feeling the same way as you uh in a room it's just it's it's unbeatable dude and like it it's it's really um i wish people would
0: be more open to this kind of music yeah because me too nice. yeah. yeah and i definitely don't think like other music can't provide that kind of experience for people but i just yeah. you know like we're talking about us specifically because it clearly does um i mean one of my top five is Chan- challenge gambino like it's it's all over <laughs> yeah no i mean mine's like the pokemon fire red and leaf green album it's pretty crazy uh, um halo one two and three soundtrack i mean hey and man, odst halo three odst is pretty out of control just saying um yeah no I, I just that's why i love the music we listen to there's so many songs that can just hit you in the feels that can bring you back to that exact moment when you heard it the first time or when you had it on repeat back in the day it's mm-hmm. just it's nuts and uh you know, I just think um I think it's a genre though that's still like well it's clearly underappreciated, although trivium has been going to the what the Grammys, what is it called? Trivium's with the Grammys? What? Yeah, Trivium. Crazy, dude. Trivium's like well, Matt Heafy just is fucking smart. He streams on Twitch a lot. That dude plays like all of their records all the time by himself. Like he just he figured it all out. Um yeah, so uh is there anything else you guys want to add today? We've been talking for a while. I think it's a great start to the show. I think this is going to be a fantastic podcast for people to listen to and kind of go down memory lane with us. Or also um pretty excited to get into those episodes that we plan on doing where we just talk about maybe a singular band. Um, it's going to be crazy because I think a lot of us are going to have very different opinions. And I, I think that's awesome because I don't want everyone to have the same opinion. Um, yeah. So uh, Brandon, is there anything else you want to add today? Not really, uh,
1: dude. Uh, don't <laughs> ever ask anybody to do a top five albums because they'll think about it all week and not get any sleep. I'm just kidding. No man. Uh, <laughs> no, this was a amazing episode. Really happy to to be here with you guys, um, talking about music and um, how we all basically had the same like upbringing when it comes to our type of music, and it's just really fucking cool. And a lot of like positive things I reflect on in my life are going to shows and like talking about with you guys. So
0: pretty sick. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem, man. I'm happy to have you here. Definitely have to have you back on. Uh, Eric, is there anything else you want to say before we close this out? No, uh,
2: not not really. Uh, just check out the, maybe give the records that we uh, brought to the forefront uh, a, a spin and i um, excited to do this and maybe go to the next, uh, do the next uh, uh, episode. And think uh, I think we'll just spoil it right now. It's going to be, a day to remember
0: yeah a day to remember is
2: going to be based our, we'll figure first. we'll figure the rest out but yeah that's
0: definitely going to be the the quote-unquote debate band definitely talk about which is their best record and maybe their best single and yeah go from there it's going to be crazy so yeah data remembers up first because um, they're just they're just essential to the scene and you know they're i mean uh, just the amount of times i listen to for those who have heart and homesick and all that's pretty stupid uh so yeah. yeah thank you guys for being on the show oh, eric co-host thank you guys this is fantastic i'm so excited to keep this going uh thank you for listening to the core collective i'm your host ryan and we will see you guys soon and i'm your co-host eric (laughs) yes co-host eric thank you all right bye guys bye i'm your guest brandon and brandon